Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Uh, it is a busy Tuesday morning, a cold, crisp, busy Tuesday morning. So we've got a lot to get to this morning, starting with wrapping up the weekend in our first segment. Yeah, Derek, going to recap the weekend here in just a few minutes, mix that in with our words from the weekend. You know, you and I were just blowing and going all weekend. Um, it was my birthday weekend, so I had a fun opportunity there to uh, enjoy my birthday, which, again, we'll talk about just in a more than a second from our words in the weekend. But uh, last night was the annual Hernando Christmas Parade, Derek. And uh, I know we have our words in the weekend coming up, which mine's different, but my word for this morning is going to be woodwork, uh, as in where did the people come from <laughs> last night? It was uh, it was eight or nine people deep in some parts all the way down Commerce Street. It was wow. absolutely amazing. Uh, the weather was cold but beautiful, uh, just perfect. Uh, I had an opportunity to drive my daughter. She is the distinguished young woman uh, of DeSoto County for 2021-2022. And so we, uh, she was in the parade. Uh, uh, the Our presenting sponsor, Brian Couch, uh, was very was kind enough to let me borrow a car, convertible, really beautiful car. So I traded him a car wash for uh, you know to use the, the car. So it was wonderful, cleaned everything up, just really, really nice. Had a wonderful time at the parade. Uh, shout out to the city, of course, the Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce, putting on another wonderful, wonderful holiday parade here, uh, city of Fernando. I caught myself, Derek, as I'm sitting there riding down the road, seeing all the people, um, just enjoyed every second of it. We talk about it so much here on the podcast, how awesome a city and town we live in. But uh, the population for Fernando last night may have been 35,000 people. It was unbelievable. Of course, missing it last year. Uh, right. helps this year now they did the they wonderful drive through last year we did not want to take away from the drive through parade that we had last year but everybody's just ready to see it in person Olive Branch and South Haven had theirs on Saturday yeah. uh, I think it was Olive Branches during the afternoon Sat, uh, South Haven Saturday night again they had it in the 60s uh, we had ours in the 30s yeah. uh, but a great parade and just a, a great reason and everybody's showing up and showing out I will say Matt without us announcing it on the podcast it probably would have only been seven deep we got it to nine deep so I feel pretty good about that oh absolutely really Oxford had one last night as well so holiday parades christmas parades uh, all across the country uh, really really good to see that back there and what i heard all night last night all the way down because my daughter's not allowed to throw anything because you're not supposed to throw anything from floats or throw uh, anything. okay yeah exactly <laughs> the people in front of us throw pl- through plenty of stuff but the kids are running out in front of me but um anyway all they said to her all night was you look beautiful you look beautiful and then it was followed with my favorite thing to hear which is merry christmas merry christmas which is all we want to say i mean if you're not saying merry christmas don't give me the happy holidays right up until december 25th please 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 say Merry Christmas. And again, we definitely here at the podcast want to give a Merry Christmas to our 2021 presenting sponsor. I speak of Brian and Terry at Team Couch or Birch Realty Group. Brian and Terry possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one team when it comes to residential real estate in DeSoto County. Everywhere you look, you're going to see a Team Couch, the red and white signs, a Team Couch for sale signs here in DeSoto County. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team. They are full-time, full service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. Now is a great time to list your home. They are currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Brian and Terry simply need your address. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood. They can tell you what's going on on your street. They can tell you what's going on in your zip code. If you're moving into or out of Olive Branch, South Haven, Horn Lake, Hernando, Sanatobia. Give Brian and Terry a call. Let them help you work through the very, very hot 
DeSoto County Market. On the way to the studio this morning, I saw two separate for sale by owner signs. And the first thing that crossed my mind was the best thing to do is to go with a realtor and not go through this yourself. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. They're the number one team in DeSoto County for over 12 years, and they are ready to work for you. Give Brian and Terry a call with Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group, our 2021 presenting sponsor. Would like to continue to thank our 2021 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right Shop. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located at 496 Whitfield Drive, right here under the water tower. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or some of the coolest high-end smokers on the market, Malcolm's Shop is your place. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. Visit them on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. Call them at 912-9947. That's 912-9947. Visit their website, howtobbqright.com. That's howtobbqright.com. That's the best place to go right now for the person in your life that likes to cook outdoors, whether it be your husband, whether it be your wife. That's the place to go. Rubs, sauces, everything you can think of. Malcolm's Shop, there on their website, is going to have it, howtobbqright.com. But the best thing to do is to visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop right here under the water tower. Thank you, Malcolm and Rochelle, for being our 2021 studio sponsor. Well, Derek, let's take a couple of seconds and recap that weekend. I joked around. Uh, again, worse on the weekend will be coming up, so I'll talk more about uh, my birthday uh, you know, then. But, man, just a really, really busy weekend. Uh, something exciting, Derek. You and I learned that our uh, favorite college football team will be participating in a big bowl coming up uh, New Year's Day. So uh, I'll talk more about my holiday plans and our holiday plans. Just a reminder, the UTW podcast does take a two-week hiatus during the holidays, and we'll give you more information about that coming up. So uh, we definitely will have you something to listen to on, the, uh, on your way to Grandma's house for uh, you know the holidays. But uh, we do take a two-week vacation just to uh, spend time with family and kind of recharge our batteries going into the first of the year. But Derek, your weekend, tell me about it. How about we use our words for the uh, as part of the kind of wrap these yeah, up Yeah, go ahead. Yes, please. Uh, I'm going to use my word for the weekend my word for the weekend is festive festive okay festive uh i went along and this is uh really the first weekend you know you go you have thanksgiving you have the um the weekend after thanksgiving where some people start putting up decorations some people go get trees you know all that kind of stuff but you know being out of town and natchez and getting back kind of late on saturday sunday kind of recouping you're kind of getting things ready going to church so didn't get a lot done the weekend after so this was the first weekend where really was getting into the christmas spirit really you know kind of uh doing the the Christmas things around the house. Uh, the, our house had been decorated a little, you know, some during uh, that Sunday, but uh, went and got the tree uh, over this toward the end of a, uh, last week and put the lights up, put the, uh, you know, all the decorations on. So we did that thing. Started really buckling down and, and, and hammering the Christmas presents pretty hard because we know about the shipping deadlines based on our podcast about when those deadlines are coming. Uh, so I wanted to make sure I got everything ordered before the 15th. So I uh, kind of did that, was able to, um, you know, church all the i love going to church services um you know make sure you get there sometimes i'm kind of late walking in uh, i like to get there on time or early uh, uh, especially during this season because love the three to four christmas songs that are worked into the services so love listening to the traditional christmas songs so uh, that really you start kind of get you in the mood and then 
just uh, everything going on or on and around uh, the square this weekend. Uh, we had the uh, Red Door Market uh, went on, so I went Friday night to the preview party, which was a wonderful party uh, held at uh, Becky Beard's house. Uh, just an absolutely, I mean, a beautiful part. Her house is is just gorgeous. Uh, had it you know wide open. Of course, it was in the '60s, so she had all the doors open. There was no issues. Uh, you know, a great setup, um, and so that was nice. All a lot of people there. Uh, we saw a, a couple, well, three or four aldermen there. The mayor was there, so that was good, and got to kind of hang out and just again share the Christmas spirit. And uh, then Saturday, of course, and real quick, that's but that was part of the DeSoto Arts Council, which you serve on the board for. So on the DeSoto board. Arts Council, yeah. And so uh, you could, you know, anybody could attend. I think it was like twenty, twenty-five dollars to come in, uh, and they had silent auction, which. I actually bid on a couple of things, did not win them, but I did bid on them. Then all day Saturday, they had the, and Sunday, they had the uh, Red Door Market at the Armory. Uh, wonderfully attended, uh, just beautiful arts and crafts being sold. It was from 10 to 6, so uh, people were asking, please let it be open on Sunday. It was open on Sunday from 12 to 4, so I'm sure they did very well. Hadn't seen the numbers yet. But uh, really looking forward to how that went. But I know the artists were very happy. So that was, you know, that was awesome. We know Malcolm had his uh, Santa Claus come see him on Saturday. A little misty, uh, but um, overall a, a good day because it didn't fully rain till later, probably really late that afternoon and definitely on Sunday. So that was good for him. Uh, also, it was in warm, so it wasn't too cold to keep people away. Just so many opportunities and just a festive Christmas spirits. So this was the really the first weekend that I felt uh, that festive nature, the really the, the Christmas spirit touching me, and uh, was able to share it both with my family and with other people. So you felt like uh, Thanksgiving got its due, but this was the first weekend we were able to roll in and really feel like TikTok things are coming. You know, Christmas is is, is on the way, so that's good. Yeah, we we alternate Thanksgiving, so this was the one. When we, go, when we go to Natchez, I do think it takes me a little longer to get started because I am in Natchez. We're at Thanksgiving. We can't be at the house sure. putting up decorations. You know, we don't get back, and I really do enjoy that time with my family in Natchez. And, and uh, you know, Natchez was you know beautifully decorated for Christmas, but um, that was done. And then so yeah, it's usually kind of postpones it a week. Yeah, exactly. Because of that, so this yeah, this is the fourth full weekend. Plus, Matt was able to. I, I don't. No, and, and I'll, I'll, I guess I'll kind of, something I want to promote, uh, those of y'all, there was a, a Christmas, a Hallmark Christmas movie film in Natchez, yep. and it was called Every Time the Bell Rings, and it was showed, uh, it pre- premiered on Hallmark Mysteries and Movies uh, Sunday night at 9 p.m., so that was something else I got to enjoy, watched it, I mean, you know, some people, you know how it's going to end, <laughs> uh, but some people really love those Hallmark movies, so if you see Every Time the Bell Rings, the entire thing was filmed in Natchez, Mississippi, and you know the story was fine, I, I, but my main thing was just just watching the panned out shots and stuff like sure. that. So that really brought it home. You know, kind of, you know, kind of, I don't know, kind of teared me up a little bit. Just seeing my hometown, seeing it on the screen, and uh, it was the fir- it's the first Hallmark movie never to have snow. Okay, yeah, that's right. You mentioned that before. Yeah. That's so right. anyway, so that that debuted. So I was able to watch that toward the end of the weekend. So just a wonderful weekend. It got very festive and and really feeling the holiday spirit now. You know, Derek, I think that we we may need one of our shows on the UTW podcast. I, I, I do think may need to be an intervention with your wife when it comes to Lifetime and Hallmark movies. <laughs> Is that she problem? love it twenty four seven. Twenty four seven just has it in the background. It's just there. Wow. If I mean any now, look, we have different TVs, obviously, but there will be a TV that has it just constantly on. So if you want to kind of check in to see, and it's funny. Well, yeah, you know, let me check in. And yes, they. Yes, it was a beautiful woman who uh, something happened to her, and she moves to her hometown or whatever. And she, uh, the uh, local plumber or the local yeah. uh, bar owner who's really really handsome, <laughs> happens to fall in love, and they. She's amazed to find out that she can be happy in a small town. That's right. And they get married. There That's you go. Right. And cute and. 
scene. Uh, uh, done. An hour and a half in comes movie. the conflict, and okay. the kiss comes at yes. the 58 mark, two minutes before the movie there ends. There you go. Yes. They, and there's an 87% chance that the woman in the movie was a child star. There's a ch- <laughs> there's a chance. Just I will see, say this: that the one in Natchez I've nailed every movie right here. Yeah, well, you you yes, you, you hit it. That is the that is the exact <laughs> and then, outline diagram. For and then at Christmas, movie. we just put a Christmas tree in it. We put lights around yeah, it, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Uh, the one the interesting thing about this one was it was three main characters. Uh, there were three sisters, and they're trying to do kind of a scavenger hunt for a bell that their father left them after he died. Mm-hmm. So he had done the scavenger hunt before right, they his could, death. Yeah, sure. And so they had to figure it out. So they had to come home in Natchez to do that. But it was a, so they followed all three of their stories, which again, the stories are very similar. One noticeable difference. Uh, I, I will leave it like that. But um, there is, but yes, the, the trope of all three was pretty much the same, uh, follows the same pattern. Did they say they were coming home to Natchez or just coming to their hometown? No, it says Natchez. It says Natchez. Okay, mm-hmm. did they... Did they put the South in a decent light? Yes. Okay, they did a good I mean, job. Fair enough job. Okay. Oh, fair enough job. Well, you okay. used the names of the real restaurants and shops in town, which was shocking. Because okay. it was like, now sometimes they would say, hey, we're going to eat, and you kind of, oh, where the, but when, when they actually used a name, like, like uh, there's a little easy restaurant, they used that. They used uh, Silver Street Gifts, which is my cousin's store, Gail Gatto, used her name yeah, in the movie. So yeah. that was Shocking! I thought they just automatically changed everything. No, they they actually just used the names as they would be. So they, did they mention the uh, Antebellum Homes and the use of that? <laughs> did not use the Antebellum Home. Uh, they left that out. Didn't mention the Civil War part of. Did the, not. No, no we, we kind of skipped over that part. Kind of skipped over that part. <laughs> we skipped over that. What's that got to do with Christmas? Okay, I joke. I joke. I joke. But look, uh, sounds like a good weekend for you, Derek. Mine is going to be uh, similar, but but you know different. Uh, mine's going to be wishes. That's going to be my word from the weekend. It's going to be wishes, Derek. Uh, uh, no secret to the listeners. I had a birthday this past Saturday. And, man, I tell you, as soon as I woke up on Saturday morning, it was, uh, you know, wish after wish, happy birthday. People I haven't seen for a while. Uh, actually, I had two phone numbers that I didn't recognize. I just gave them a, gave them a thank you. So, you know, whoever that might be. So I hope it's not you if you're listening to our show. But uh, just gave them a thank you. So uh, I was supposed to definitely know who you were. On Friday night, I had an opportunity to go see. Uh, and this was going to be my maybe my other word from the weekend, Derek was going to be um, companion and what I mean by that we went and saw the annual which become annual now the fifth annual Christmas uh, celebration there at the Orpheum with uh, Drew and Ellie Holcomb uh, Ellie Holcomb's kind of a uh, Christian artist she's a, she's you know on K-Love and different stuff like that and then Drew is actually from Memphis went to MUS and uh, it's, it was you know really really neat event but I say companion because I think most people, if you saw the show and, and, and were able to go next, if you go next year, which I think they'll definitely continue to have it, um, I think most of us would like to vibe on stage with our husband or wife the way they kind of do. Uh, now, look, they probably get done with the show and, you know, they were mad at each other. I don't know. But as far as on stage, it is very uh, enjoyable to watch. They get along well together on stage and, you know, kind of the, you know, uh, Johnny Cash uh, type stuff from back in the day and everything. And, and you kind of, um, they, I said something to uh, someone. I said, hey, if they would push themselves together as an act, I think they would be even more successful. Maybe they don't want that. Maybe that's not what they're there for. Um, but at least at the Orpheum, like I said, he's from MUS. It's become a holiday tradition for a number of families. It was probably about 90% packed, uh, you know, but Stapleton was right down the street at the FedEx Forum. So that may have taken some of the crowd away. But anyway, companion was going to be another word possibly of mine. If we could go through life the way they go through on stage with our significant other, man, I think we'd all have a better uh, situation in life because they really, really seem to enjoy each other uh, there on stage. But that was Friday night. So I had uh, 
uh, had an opportunity to be with friends there. And then on Saturday, like I said, tons and tons of well uh, well wishes and birthday wishes uh, coming my way, and and just really appreciate all that. But an easy uh, and then had dinner with some friends, some people we've uh, gotten to know through Sunday school and stuff. Just good quality people. Uh, Derek, something that was neat there. Uh, that couple moved from, um, you know, you and I talk on the show all the time. You just mentioned Natchez. Uh, Natchez maybe going through a little bit more of an upswing, but uh, a, a couple that moved from a city or town that uh, is, for lack of a better word, kind of dying on the vine. Mm-hmm. And uh, at a certain point, the wife just said, hey, um, we got to have better for our daughters. We got to have better for our kids. And uh, let's go. Let's go chase uh, a, a booming place. And that's what they did. And and they they investigated, looked around, and um, chose Hernando. And it's good to have gotten to meet them and know them through Sunday school. Uh, so so had an opportunity to have dinner with them on Saturday night, and then on Sunday had a wonderful wonderful time there at the table service at Hernando United Methodist Church. Was led by our youth praise band, which uh, I'm certainly not a youth, but I'm part of the praise band, and we just had a wonderful time. Good Christmas music and a couple other songs, but uh, you know I say this all the time. My daughter is in the band, and man, we're probably down to less than twenty Wednesday nights, you know, to celebrate with her and sing with her and stuff like that. And you just hope and pray that she continues to sing and use her her gifts. But uh, just a lot of fun. So wishes is going to be my word from the weekend because I got more wishes than I I deserve definitely for my birthday on Saturday. So wonderful weekend. Love living in Hernando, Mississippi. Just a wonderful, wonderful place. Thank you to the Chamber for the parade last night. Thank you to the Red Door Market. Just thank you for all the festive stuff going on right here in the uh, 38632. But, Derek, that doesn't come without planning. And part of that planning is going to be the Alderman meeting, which tonight is our first Alderman meeting for the month of December. There's two every month. The first and third Tuesday of every month is an Alderman meeting. And let's preview that one. What's going on tonight in the Alderman meeting? There's a lot of people talking about the Hernando Animal Alliance Board. I think the mayor talked about it during his interview. It's separate from uh, the city itself. So it's somebody that kind of helps the um, you know animal shelter, that sort of thing. They're looking to uh, donate to the Hernando Animal Shelter a van. Uh, so again, this is just accepted. It's something very small, but I want to say that there are people out there helping with the animal shelter. He talked about the animal shelter, and so uh, there's a van, a Chevrolet Express van, being donated to the animal shelter, about a five thousand dollar value. But for them to be able to use, uh, it'll be outfitted with kennels in the cargo area, new tires and stuff like that. So that, that thought was pretty cool. Real quick, you said that's the Hernando Animal Alliance. Uh, Hernando Animal Alliance Board. Yes. Okay, board. If they drop the board, they could probably have a little, uh, like they probably have a little TV show. Hernando Animal, Animal Alliance. Alliance sounds pretty pretty intense. The <laughs> board the board part makes them sound too too professional. But Hernando <laughs> Animal Alliance, yeah, I like that. All right, uh, the next is a uh, this is something that's not done very often, but there is a request to vacate recorded plat of Fidelity Commercial Subdivision. Uh, this would be uh, on East Commerce Street, west of McCracken Road, east of the Bradford Trace Mobile Home Park. Um, and so basically what happens is is that the uh, there's a, a, a piece of land that the city or a developer wants to literally just kind of hand over. Uh, and so this is something I don't really know too much about it other than what it says here. So we're interested to see you don't normally hear sometimes the city will vacate the land to a landholder beside it because they just don't want to worry about it anymore right. let the landholder develop it. Sometimes a landholder will turn it over to the city if the city accepts it. Uh, so that's something that's going to be doing. It's just kind of watching that tonight, um, see how that goes. Then there's uh, some other just smaller things. There's um, fire department is going to purchase some things that were already in the budget. Uh, there is the um, a printer that is going to just you know disposing of uh, equipment, uh, that sort of thing. Going down 
uh, there's an approval to go to bid for the city depository. So every two to two years or four years, they uh, bid out the city's deposits. So all the banks will be able to go and basically, are you going to offer a rate? Are you going to charge any fees for these accounts? Um, and so they're looking at a two or four year option. So when they bid this out, whoever the winning bank would be, they would have the deposits for the city for two to four years. Now, the interesting thing about, um, you know, going to bid this time is that a lot of banks are flush with the deposits, uh, a lot of, you know, with, because of all the stimulus, because of all the money free flowing to the system, uh, we, you know, it'd be interesting to see how many banks bid on this because some banks are, you know, banks need deposits to make loans. Sure. The spread between those is how money's, banks make money. Uh, but when you have so many deposits that you cannot, you know, you can't loan it all out, a lot of banks don't want deposits sometimes. Uh, not that they don't want your money, but it's just that, okay, we've got so much money, we can't push it out there, so we can't earn a spread. So basically, it's, it's a cost to us. Um, so it'd be interesting to see, but they are bidding it out, going to decide tonight whether to bid it out for two or four years. And then, of course, uh, I think the bid, I think it's usually like a two-week bid, so we'll probably hear from that. If not at the next meeting, then the first meeting in January, uh, who, who gets that winning bid for the uh, deposits for the city. And podcast listeners need to understand, a deposits from a city, it's not going to be $1,000 in a checking account. No, That's no, going to no, be no. Millions, millions of typically dollars. collecting sales tax and a number of different things, millions of dollars, which again, you got million dollars in your bank, you have stuff that you have money to, uh, to, to loan that out. So uh, that's a pretty big deal. But again, you guys have to get pretty aggressive on what you give to them uh, in order to try and win that bid. So good luck. Right. And so yeah, try to give a raise. And then uh, yeah, and think about it, the accounts for cities, municipalities in general, uh, they, they really ramp up in January and February when the, when the property taxes come in and then it kind of works its way down through all the way through October, the year starts over and we start again. Right. So, uh, it's kind of, uh, the average balance over the year will probably be uh, in the millions, uh, but it's really high the first, first two months of the year. Sure. Usually item number 22 noise ordinance. There's already a consideration of amending the city of Hernando's noise ordinance. Again, that's all it says. Uh, but we, you know, we we knew, said that was coming, and yeah. it's not surprising. So we don't know if it's going to be a decimal level increase. We don't know if maybe get rid of the decimal levels. It'll be interesting to see what they talk about. But we all, you, you, you know, brought up when we had that uh, discussion, and they they approved it. You read over several things that would be outside or above uh, the level that they had set. Correct. And obviously, those have been broken probably several times and having to look at it two more things uh the approval to hire neil schaefer for the engineering professional services necessary and in the best interest of the city for oak grove 51 project so we, we talked about this yes. we talked about this the 250 has been set aside the first 250 basically to look at the engineering see how they can do it see you know what, what are we talking about for that intersection at oak grove and 51 so that 250 is about to be spent looking going through neil schaefer hoping to get the next 750 after that you know working toward that stoplight right and look neil schaefer sounds like uh, someone your cousin would have dated at Ole miss but it is an actual firm okay <laughs> it's not an individual person neil schaefer is an actual full firm and, and, and neil schaefer for colonel rib well i'm just that's it neil for colonel rib <laughs> that's perfect yeah everybody knows neil schaefer he's uh yeah he's a fidel uh, and the last thing, not very long because there's not much going on, but executive session for prospective litigation. Now, okay. we will not hear about this. We won't see about this. This is not public record. They closed the meeting, uh, but it is on there to talk about the prospective litigation. Uh, so there will be an executive session called at the end of the meeting. And we don't know what that is. It could be no. the stuff we've talked about in the last couple of months, possibly uh, regarding um, 
different things that was was on uh, Memphis Media, mm-hmm. uh, those videos and that type of stuff. So we don't know, but that's interesting. And look, executive session is about the board of aldermen setting time aside uh, privately and discussing those things, things that they think maybe uh, don't need to be uh, in public record. Uh, so you know, that's a, a tool that they have uh, at their disposal. So Derek, I'll jinx it again. Uh, doesn't sound like a long meeting, but uh, we shall see. Uh, thank you to the board of aldermen. Thank you to the mayor. Thank you to everybody that has to do city business. We really, really appreciate y'all doing that the first and third Tuesday of every month. Well, Derek, speaking of somebody that uh, attended uh, his share of Alderman meetings, I'm speaking about Mr. Sam Lauderdale with Lauderdale Insurance Agency. That's right, Matt. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Speaking of that, Matt, I'm sure Lauderdale Insurance Agency, I'm sure uh, Mr. Sam had a great spot for the parade last night right there at his his office, right there on Commerce Street. Perfect spot right in the middle of the parade. Uh, So I'm sure he had him and his whole family there uh, watching the parade. Great spot. I didn't get a chance to glance over and see. I would assume that they definitely were there. That may be the time where Mr. Sam looks up sometimes and kind of like me say, hey, where are all these people come from? (laughs) Because they say, oh, we'll just watch it over at Mr. Sam. They just kind of file in and watch it in front of Mr. Sam's. But, uh, you know, he does a nice job. I've never heard him once. Uh, shoo anybody away or no. tell them that they can't put some just he does have a really good spot for it for sure uh no doubt are you planning to travel this holiday season and don't want to put the miles on your car or your van or your truck reach out to mobile car and van rental our newest advertiser mobile car and van rental located at the corner of commerce and mccracken that's Con- commerce and mccracken right there next to the old burger shop is where mobile car and van rental some exciting news coming up in the first month of the year some expansion opportunities there for mobile car and van rental so really really excited about that reach out to megan the manager at mobile car and van rental for daily weekly or even monthly rentals should that come up if you're putting your car in the body shop putting your car in the shop give us a call let's see if we can if we have a, a vehicle for you so much in the news here recently about enterprise, Hertz, budget. I could sit here and kind of talk about that. Maybe I'll do that on a podcast one day. I'll mention kind of the different things going on there when it comes to the, uh, let's just say, quite fear tactics, Derek, when it mm. comes to those larger companies. We have cars. I'll give you everything we have. If we have a car available to you, it is yours. Give us a call, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. We will be running a weekly van special from December 17th through January third. So if you're in need of help going to Orlando or traveling or going to Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, uh, anything like that, if you're doing that over the uh, Christmas holiday, please give us a call at Mobile Car and Van Rental 469-4555. The secret is out. North Point Christian is DeSoto County's most popular private school destination. 211 new students made the switch and became part of the North Point family this year, pushing their enrollment to record levels. North Point will be hosting their next open house tonight. December 7th at 6 p.m. Again, it's tonight, December 7th at 6 p.m. They encourage prospective families to come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. 
Interested families should reserve their spot today by contacting Director of Admissions, Ms. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. And still, there is still time to book it today for the open house tonight. They invite you to get ready to make the switch and join the North Point family. Well, Derek, it's the middle of our Tuesday show, which always leads us to the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. I had two people after the parade last night mention something to me about last week's uh, back-to-back teaser DeSoto County Fact of the Week. So I thought it was really neat, uh, the the war angles and the strategy and stuff like that. They thought it was really, really neat. So we appreciate them being a listener, of course. But at the same time, thank you for telling me that you enjoy a part of the show. We really, really appreciate that. DeSoto County Fact of the Week brought to you by the DeSoto County Museum, located across the street from Bancorp South on Commerce Street, just about uh, 50 yards or so from Sam Lauderdale's office, right there on Commerce Street, an asset to the city of Fernando and the entire county. Rob Long and his staff would love to show you around the DeSoto County Museum, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. That's 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Get by there, take your kids, anybody that comes into town looking for something to do, don't want to go into Memphis, man, show them the DeSoto County Museum. Let them see all the different things that Rob and his team have there at the DeSoto County Museum. And again, admission is free, absolutely free if you're looking for something to take your kids to do. Derek, this week's DeSoto County Fact of the Week is what? Well, Matt, I'm glad that they enjoyed that because Rob has sent us a follow-up. Oh, my gosh, we're 30 A follow-up to the, to the two-parter. Uh, and I just has nothing to do with the strategy or anything, but kind of want to let you know what happened after. Okay. So remember, uh, you know, uh, we were able to defeat Chalmers, were able to push them out. They went back to Memphis. But as they occupied Hernando, and as they were uh, the northern forces occupied Hernando and were here, and as they were pushed away, they, uh, they were not happy about it. And so what he sent us that uh, after the battle uh, of uh, Musacana Plantation on June 22, 1863, the federal forces, which had occupied Hernando, this was the burning of the courthouse. Oh, man. This is how the we court, took a the, turn. It the, took a turn. The first time the courthouse burned. This is the burning of the courthouse in 1863. They burned the courthouse and the local Masonic Lodge. Uh, one of the uh, at least four times, of course, we've talked about our courthouse uh, has been set ablaze. Uh, so this was the, uh, the the time in 1863. It was set on fire by the northern forces, along with the Masonic Lodge, as they left town. Um, just a, a, obviously uh, not a good thing, uh, yeah, of course. how you look at it. Also, a, a year after, another northern force came back. Unfortunately, uh, this was be 1864, came back, and then they visited Hernando and burned J.O. Lusher's Hotel. Now, we've talked about Lusher before. Right. Lusher was what the name of the street was named after, that the Lusher family, of course, was spelled to Lusher because they didn't want, you know, during the 1920s, because they didn't want the word Lush to be associated with drinking, which right. was prohibited at the time. So all of this wrapping around several of our facts of the week kind of coming together. So, yeah, so back-to-back years, Union forces came in, burned the uh, courthouse, burned the Masonic Lodge, and then a year later burned J.O. Lusher's Hotel uh, in Hernando. So, uh, and again, as we remembered, and, and Rob also reminded us, the last time the courthouse caught fire, of course, was in 1939, which we have mentioned before, and that was by an arsonist, uh, and then the rebuilding of the one uh, in the 40s that we have now. So again, just a, uh, a, a another wonderful part of that history continuing on. Derek, I'm going to use this opportunity. We talk all the time about Hernando. Uh, we've interviewed Michael Lee and, and 
supervisors and stuff like that. We talk about that all the time. I'm going to take my simple platform. Uh, let's say, you know, thousands of listeners. I'll just say that. <laughs> thousands. I'm going to, I'm going to give a little bit of a shout out. We'll come back and thank you, Rob Long from the DeSoto County Museum. We really appreciate that DeSoto County Fact of the Week. A little bit of a follow up. Uh, two things, Derek. It's so sad to think about the hundreds, maybe thousands, definitely thousands of buildings that were burned in the Civil War and during those times. Some some beautiful, gorgeous, state-of-the-art buildings at the time uh, are no longer here for us to to look at and so forth. But look, I'm going to take a little bit lighter side on this, so no pun intended on the word light. To the Board of Supervisors, here's what we need from you. And this is a consensus with every person I've ever talked to in the city of Fernando. <laughs> we need the lights on the courthouse. Please. We need the I, lights on the courthouse to be white. We, we did not. I did not even discuss this. Oh, oh no! This could is. I'm not, taking it right now. Yeah, yeah. Could this. not agree more. Get them white. Leave them white so they match all the Everything lights around else. the city. If you can hear our voice, any of the board of supervisors, we're going to tag you in our Facebook post today. We're going to tag you. <laughs> this is something I would venture to say that 97 percent of Hernando residents would agree. Get the courthouse lights to be white to match. All the lights around the square. Please, please, please consider doing this because right now we have beautiful white lights. My, my son said they went it's through, so beautiful. Oh, my, my son said they went through uh, the square the other day looking at Christmas lights. Went went around it three times, looking at it, just loved it. And then you got the courthouse lights that just they'll be blue one minute, <laughs> then green, and then red. Please get them to white. Just make put them white. Leave them white. Um, if there needs to be some type of fundraiser, contact us at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com and we can help with that. But please, please, please listen to what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure people are yelling at the radio right now saying, yes, yes, <laughs> get them white, leave them white. Um, and that's just kind of what I want to say. Uh, no, white from Thanksgiving Period. to New Year's first. If white is an option in that LED package that y'all have in the city courthouse or the courthouse, please, please, please just leave them white. So uh, I'm pretty sure 97% of Hernando would definitely agree with that. So Rob Long, we appreciate the uh, fact of the week from the Soto County Museum. Really, really uh, just an asset again to the city of Hernando, uh, what they do for us here. Get over to the Soto County Museum today, Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5, I figured out, hang on, Dave. I figured out before we move on. Basically, the city of Fernando is Clark Griswold. We went, we went white lights all over, and uh, Cousin Eddie was who, uh, <laughs> Cousin Eddie was, was who, that is who Matt, did the Crane. Matt Crane. I know, but you know what I'm saying? He, they went with the, uh, the, the blue and the red and so forth. Just a thought that there. Well, look, I know somebody's a business that's classy, beautiful lights, and definitely ready to serve the city of Fernando. I'm speaking about DeSoto Family Dental Care. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intra-oil cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process from beginning to end. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. Visit their office today to see the difference or give them a call at 429-5239. That's 429-5239. They are the official dentists of the UTW podcast. Please consider making them yours. Visit their office today to see the DFDC difference.
Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. It seemed that the heavy rain that came through overnight a couple of nights ago may oh. have knocked down a lot of leaves. Uh, definitely did a, the number, you know, on the leaves, the remaining leaves here in the city of Fernando. And man, again, leaves everywhere. Uh, everywhere you look, there's just, you know, yard after yard after yard covered with leaves. And those people need to call our continued sponsor, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, now winter cleanups, give Richard and his team a call. No job too small, no job too large. If Richard can't do it, he'll help you find someone who can. Give him a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Give Richard and his team a call today for any leaf removal. No job too small, no job too large. Again, 292-8855. Well, Derek, before we uh, kick off our soccer coverage, let's talk a little bit about a couple of awards from our previous uh, coverage of football. Let's talk about some football awards that just got handed out this past week. Now, over the past week, we've had two more uh, area athletes get named to all state teams. Uh, The first was quarterback Zach Wilkie was named the 6A all-state first-team quarterback. So he was the first-team quarterback. that's big time. That's huge. I mean, the number one quarterback in all 6A schools uh, in the state of Mississippi, he was named that. So, again, a huge honor is recognized by all the 6A coaches, because the coaches are the one that vote on this, to make him the first-team quarterback for the whole state. For 6A, we want to say, of course, congratulations to Zach and to Southern Mississippi, who will be getting just an absolute great player. Uh, the other award is an award to Jackson Thomason. Jackson Thomason uh, at North Point was named uh, an all-state receiver for all Division II. So just a fantastic year, had over 1,000 yards receiving. Uh, so, again, I want to say congratulations to Jackson Thomason being named all-state receiver uh, for Division II and what Division II means um, in Tennessee. There's a Division I, Division II, Division II – Basically, it means private school. Division one is all the public schools. Division two being the private school. So he was a Division two all-state receiver. Just two great awards. Uh, we say it all the time on the podcast: be a all-district, all-state, whatever. But congratulations, especially right here under the water tower. Uh, Zach Wilkie uh, wrapping up a three-year. Uh, his, you know, I think he was a starter for three years here for the Tigers. Just a wonderful, wonderful career. And I believe he's signing this week, Derek. He's signing uh, the fifteenth. The fifth. Okay, the fifteenth is going to be signing. Uh, officially committed to USM months and months. Ago go but he'll be signing that paperwork to go to southern miss i'm i'm 100 positive he is he's graduating early and heading down to uh, hattiesburg oh i did not know yep, that he's wow. gonna be graduating there he goes. Jan- he- january yeah go ahead. well look you know you and i are friends with uh, reed flanagan's parents uh nikki would be the first to tell you that reed got there treated at normal graduated reported to, to the university of memphis just a couple days later and 
comparatively was behind some kids. Really? Because they they start in January. I mean, this is um, – we talked about the college football team that we enjoy, uh, you know, following and stuff like that. But college football has become – if you're not there, whoo, you're get, you better be a stud because you're getting left behind. Yeah. It's, I, I, it's I really with, sad. It is very sad. I struggle with that. I mean, you're yes. missing prom. Yes. You're missing, you know, just the, that last – and, again, I'm not saying – senior year probably is your easiest year. Sure. The second semester of your senior year, you're, you're – unless you're really just hammering AP classes for some reason, and you're probably coasting. I understand that. But you're missing prom. You're missing those senior skip days. You're missing just that week pre- preparing for graduation. That's really, really tough. Uh, yeah. I understand the business side. And if you think you can make a shot to getting paid in an, a sport, basketball, baseball, football, I understand going to college, maybe enrolling. But, man, missing that time, especially if you have close friends like that. Maybe at a larger school it's easier. Uh, but at a smaller school, that would be just a really, really tough thing to do. Derek, I mentioned on our show Friday that I was going to be calling an in-school game, which that started at 9 o'clock. Uh, they let kids the, pay $5 fundraiser, let them come over and watch the game. So uh, Hernando played DeSoto Central in an uh, in-school game. Girls played at 9, boys played about 10.30. Uh, Derek, and the girls won – Two to zip, wow. uh, two to nil. The girls won, running their record to six and two. So the Hernando girls were victorious in that game, beating D.C. in regulation. The boys played right after. Uh, and, again, it was really, really fun. The kids uh, filled up the visitor side of the stands. So the stands facing the interstate uh, were full of kids. So a lot of commotion, you know, a lot of chatter over in that side, which a lot of soccer teams don't get a chance to play in front of. They just uh, no. they just simply do not get crowds like that very <laughs> it's, it's often. Kind of, well, it's thirty degrees when they're playing. Right, it's it's, it's your parents. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Granny doesn't even come out and put on a blanket. That's how bad it is sometimes for soccer. But just a really good crowd and a lot of fun. The boys followed that up with a zero zero tie at the end of regulation, and then won in PKs. Oh, last time they lost it was Bird yep. Neil Neil. Uh, and with and the loss to PKs, right. this time they go nil nil and win. That's true. And I believe the young man who missed against Lewisburg was the winning kick. Nice. Was the winning kick in PKs this year, this past Friday. So Hernando, I, I think it's maybe two or three wins on the season, uh, more losses than wins. So we're going to work out of it. That was not a district game. Uh, DC was probably, if you were asking, probably supposed to win. Uh, they they beat us uh, weeks ago, um, but this time it, it was not to happen. They played shorter halves, which I think uh, benefited the Tigers. They played two 25-minute halves, which is 30 minutes of soccer that didn't get played. A lot of times, soccer, you just kind of wear down a bit, and, and the team that's supposed to win uh, scores a couple of goals uh, you know, late. That's usually kind of how, how it goes. But not in this time. Uh, they won, and so I had a really, really nice time. Thank you to Coach Case and all the staff, all the people that put that together. A uh, really good fundraiser. The kids got to enjoy the concession stand. Thank you to all the ladies, uh, men and women, that helped with the concession stand. A good, good fundraiser for the Hernando uh, Booster Club uh, soccer team. So really, really appreciate that. Both teams play tonight, so I'll give an update on that coming up this Friday. So good luck this week to the Hernando Tigers when it comes to soccer. Derek, tell us about Lewisburg soccer, who also played since Friday. Yeah, Lewisburg uh – also had a, a match this past Friday. They played Pearl. Matt Lewisburg, the boys won three to one. Lewisburg boys have a really good team this year. Uh, this is obviously they, uh, Hernando, uh, again mentioned they tied them nil nil and they lost in PKs. Hernando did. So Lewisburg, uh, I believe they've maybe only lost one match this year yeah, so pretty far. Pretty good. Pretty they're, good. They're a good team. Beat Pearl three to one. And then the girls' uh, soccer match, also against Pearl, ended in a one one tie. They did not go to PKs. They said, you know what, we're just going to, uh, obviously, not. Not a district game, so we're just going to go ahead and let this one just 
just remain. They didn't go extra time. They didn't do PKs. So again, a one-one tie for Lewisburg uh, and Pearl. I'm gonna be interested to see now Jackson area. We always know Brandon uh, that area. Uh, Madison they have really good soccer down there too. Uh, Coast has a couple good teams every year. So interesting to see. But I mean, I know that there have been DeSoto County teams that have already defeated Oxford, uh, which has usually has a really strong program. Tupelo, of course, is always really strong. Uh, Tupelo is not in our district, so it'll be interesting to see if maybe there's some non-conference. I haven't. Uh, I need maybe need to go look back and see or watch it going forward since we're we're covering it now uh, to see how they do against Tupelo. But you know, right now there may be one or two of the DeSoto County teams vying for a maybe a semifinal spot uh, for the state championship. So we'll see. Yeah, so we'll continue to cover soccer. Uh, like I said, Hernando plays tonight. Lewisburg will play, and then we'll uh, continue to uh, update that. We thoroughly enjoy both mine and Derek's uh, sons play soccer. Again, the private school, so North Point, they don't start. The boys play in the spring. The girls play in the fall, That's so right. they're not playing. A sport they are playing, the North Point Trojans are playing, is going to be basketball. Let's turn our attention to the men's and women's basketball for the North Point Trojans since our last show, what they do. All right, so uh, everybody, everybody will cover today uh, played on Friday night. Uh, so, again, up at North Point, they traveled to Burkhara Heights section of Memphis on Friday night to take on MAHS. That's the Memphis Academy of Health and Science. Uh, both MAHS teams, so both of the teams, both boys and girls, are ranked in the state, and both should push for a deep run come playoff time. The Lady Trojans started off strong and overcame a very loud and cramped gym to jump, jump out to a quick 10-point lead. MAHS cut the lead to 19-14, but North Point went on a 9-0 run to push the score to 28-14 at halftime both teams scored 10 in the third and then North Point was able to come uh was able to come up with a late full court man-to-man press to defeat MAHS 54 to 42 a great showing by the girls and a good test for both teams uh who probably will see each other later on again this year uh Briley Faith Cherry led all scores in the game with 24 the North Point boys uh took on the division two single-A basketball runner-up last year and who was expected to make it to the Final Four again this year, this of course being MAHS. The North Point boys played well in the first half and went into halftime down 31-27. However, MAHS pulled away in the second half and won by a final score of 68-47. to uh, Brothers Christian and Christopher Gilliland had 16 points each for the Trojans. North Point will be back home tonight. So today, actually today, I say tonight, it's actually today, uh, playing district games against ECS. Matt, there's a at 3 p.m. is a ninth grade boys game. At 4 p.m. is the girls JV game. At 5 p.m. is the boys JV game. At 6.15 is the girls high school game. And 7.30, the boys high school game all against ECS. Wow. The concession <laughs> stand better get ready for that one. That's, so uh, I'll, I'll be leaving. You'll be there all day, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to get there right about 4 o'clock because my, my daughter will play in the JV. We'll see about the high school game but she will play in jv uh and again this is this is a district game and i'm going to talk about why that's important in just a second north point does play district games starting in december and january so this is the first district game uh and we'll find out in just a second that public schools do not start district until after christmas so anyway so uh, good luck to the trojans today as they face ec uh face district foe ecs uh, the next, the other two teams in the county that we covered uh, played each other. So this made yep. it pretty easy on me. Uh, but uh, this past Friday night, Lewisburg traveled to Hernando to face the Tigers, and fans for both of their games got their money's worth. This was not a district game. Now, this is why I want to clarify. Not a district game, even though it is in football, because the county is split into two districts for basketball. The four eastern schools are in one district, so Lewisburg, Olive Branch, 
uh, Center Hill and DeSoto Central are in one district. Uh, and then the other one, uh, other district is Hernando, Horn Lake, South Haven, and South Panola. So those are the four on the uh, on the, the ones closest to 55 are in the Western District. So again, there's a Region 1, Region 2. So it is split. Even though Lewisburg and Hernando are, are definitely rivals, they're only nine miles apart. This was not a district game. Uh, so in the girls game, the girls game was tight the entire time. At the end of the first quarter, the Lady Patriots led 15 to 13. At halftime, Hernando was able to go up by one, 29 to 28. At the end of the third quarter, the score was all tied at 39 apiece. So in the final quarter, the Obviously, this was going to decide the game. The teams traded baskets in a great environment, and Hernando would ultimately prevail 58-53. to Abby Harrison led the Tigers with 30 points, wow. six steals, and four rebounds, and Demaya Cummings had 18 points and three steals. Allison Irby led the Lady Patriots with 18 points, and Allie Carroll added 15 points. The Lady Tigers don't play again until this Friday against Germantown, and the Lady Patriots will travel to Oxford tonight to take on the Lady Chargers. In the boys' game, this was just as exciting. Lewisburg led the Tigers 13-11 after the first quarter and had extended the lead to 30-24 to at halftime. But the Tigers used a 23-point third quarter to take a 47-44 lead into the fourth, and then they were able to increase that lead and win the game over the Patriots 79-70. Carl Malone led the Tigers with 31 points. Uh, Keon Neely had 14, and that is not the mailman, by the way. Yeah, Carl Malone. Carl Malone, not the mailman. You and I know Carl's, uh, Carl's dad. That's correct. Uh, Keon Neely had 14, and Josh Humes had 13. Lewisburg was led by Josiah Nelson, who had 21 points. Noah Jorgensen had 20 points, and Hayden Drumwright had 14. Uh, again, and Lewisburg had a great – I believe they were 8-2 coming in. Yes, uh, leave the gym 8-3. and three. Uh, So, good, good job good with job the Tigers. Tigers yeah. And the Tigers improved their record to 3-2. and two. Again, don't know if that's right. <laughs> nobody has they might correct- be 13-2. and two yeah, Nobody has corrected me yet right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I can find, uh, I guess, uh, validation for 3-2. and two. As mentioned on the girls' wrap-up, the Tigers will take on Germantown Friday, and the Patriots will travel to Oxford tonight. The winter sports are definitely uh, rocking and rolling. Soccer, basketball, uh, definitely uh, getting started. So we will continue to cover those. We really, really want to wish the young people that participate in those sports uh, good luck. I mean, basketball can drag on. Some teams, if they go deep into the playoffs, can play as many as 40 games. So just can be a lot of uh, wear and tear on families and, and, and stress out. But so, you know. Good luck to all the people under the water tower that are playing basketball, playing those sports. We really, really appreciate everything the young people and certainly appreciate the administration, the coaches pouring into our young people. Derek, I know you certainly can uh, say that for your daughter, people pouring into those young ladies there at North Point when it comes to basketball. Such a wonderful team sport. If you enjoy our coverage, if you enjoy our show today, if you're new to the UTW Podcast, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you are listening to our voice, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Give us a five-star review. It helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, please look for the OB Pod. The OB Pod had a special guest host on their show for this week. It released really early Monday morning. Mr. Derek Biglane was uh, able to sit down with Zach Sims. Uh, the other co-host, Cash, for the OB Pod was out for the for the week. So Derek sat down with him, talked a little bit about the eastern side of DeSoto County, and that's what OB Pod does. If you enjoy our show, go listen to this last episode with Derek as a guest host. OB Pod simply stands for Olive Branch, covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. 
This show is going to be out a little bit later. Derek and I have some things going on this morning that are going to take a little bit of time, but this show will be out a little bit later. We really, really appreciate you supporting the UTW podcast. One more shout out to the Hernando Chamber of Commerce for a wonderful, wonderful Christmas parade in Hernando last night. So thank you. Thank you again to them. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. I don't care what the newsman says. Christmas is full of cheer. I don't care if you think it's a lie. Christmas will soon be here. I don't care about anything except hearing them sleigh bells ring a ding ding. I wish it was Christmas today. I wish it was Christmas today.